Uh, 819 on the crosstalk on WICM for the latest from infection control at Gunderson Lutheran. Megan Meller, hey, good morning. Thanks for talking with us. How are you? Yeah, I am doing good. You know, I had a nice weekend to kind of, you know, reset. And now I think we're all ready to hit the ground running this week. Are you? And what does that mean these days? (laughs) (laughs) It usually means just making sure that we're, you know, kind of tying up loose ends with regards to plans. You know, there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes at the hospital, making sure that we are ready for you know, the unexpected, so to speak. And so there's a lot of details that are are getting finalized and, you know, and we're just pulling the right teams together to make sure that that's being addressed. Well, and I know that preparing for the unknown is a really difficult thing to do. And there are plenty of politicians who would like to paint uh, a really dark picture of what's around the corner. It's going to be horrible and it's, somebody's fault so point to this person or that person for any issues but uh, in a realistic and legitimate fashion megan how does how, how does the medical industry the hospitals in lacrosse and and everyone related to them prepare for for the completely unknown i mean you know i don't think you can ever be truly 100 percent prepared but we do have a lot of tools in our toolbox you know things that will work you know throughout the years kind of regardless of what you're facing and so that's making sure that you're communicating new policy changes down to staff so you know everywhere from managers to those frontline workers it's making sure you have enough personal protective equipment that you're being able to that you're flexible trying to figure out who you can get to what making sure all departments are included in the discussion all departments have a voice it's you know, it's, it's everything. It's coordinating with public health. It's coordinating with the state health department. It's looking at how results are, you know, results are called, ordered, all of that. And it's it's things we've all done before. We've done many times. We're just now doing it rapidly in a short amount of time. So you know, we, we have the right people around the table. And, you know, I think we're in a really good place right now. Well, that's great to hear. That's reassuring uh, to everybody that's listening this morning. Uh, And I wonder, since the president uh, recently told governors, do the very best you can to get your state's needed equipment. And if you need some help, the federal government will step in uh, if you ask. Uh, And then the governor has told the various their state do the best you can and if you need help let us know i know that governor evers is looking into uh, purchasing uh, masks and ventilators and so forth for the state of wisconsin how does uh, gunderson and mayo and uh, in our neighborhood are you guys looking into your own purchases of necessary equipment uh, are there things that you're still looking for you know, I think I think I can speak for everybody, not just within our community, but, you know, across the country that, you know, we're all looking into our PPE, you know, our, our mask supplies, our gowns, our gloves, and making sure that we have enough. And, you know, we've, you know, built up stockpiles throughout the years, so that way, you know, we we know that we can have enough of certain things for a couple months, you know, and, and other things that we know we're looking to continue to build up that stockpile, you know, so, and so resources keep coming in. You know, we can always use masks, we can always use, glo- you know, gloves, uh, gel. And luckily, you know, we have a really great community that is pulling together in this time of need. And so I encourage anyone who, you know, wants to help to check out our foundation's website for things that we're, we're taking in. It's one of those, you know, we have enough for, the t- for right now, but, you know, making, it's making sure that we have enough, you know, a month from now, two months from now to basically outlast 
this pandemic. Right. So you have enough now, uh, but it's always good to keep adding to that uh, uh, that stash of necessary equipment in case it gets as bad as some people believe it could be. Is, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah absolutely, 100%. I'm curious. Uh, we we have heard about uh, uh, infection. One person in a group of people, and suddenly everybody in that group has uh, coronavirus. We heard about that from uh, from kids partying on the beach in Florida during spring break and so forth. But I haven't heard a great deal about herd immunity. How does how does it work? in reverse, that a group of healthy people can sort of overwhelm the one sick person? How does that work? So herd immunity is based off of the concept of having, of being exposed to something and having that immunity. Vaccines are a really great example of this, where you can get exposed without actually getting sick. And so if you have enough people in the population who have protection against, uh, you know, this what, you know, this virus or, you know, any virus out there, let's say, you know, influenza, and you have some that don't have protection, the ones that do have protection will essentially crowd out the virus and it won't be able to jump from person to person. Now, in a no situation like go. this, we don't know much about immunity. So. Right. So there is no herd immunity at the moment because there is no right. vaccine uh, for the foreseeable future. And we still hear, I, th- I think every credible uh, story that I have either heard or read say that a vaccine is still t- 12 months away, nine months away, give or take, but still quite a ways. It isn't going to happen tomorrow or next month. No, but, you know, even, you know, with, you know, with today's, you know, science and technology, a year away is still remarkably fast. And so I think we're making remarkable oh, sure. strides in this in the research field to try to get us these tools to fight against this virus. Is it reasonable for researchers around the world to be, uh, I don't want to say scrambling, but I suppose, in essence, depending on where they are, in Italy, of course, they're scrambling, and researchers are trying to find, you know, they're reviewing old medications. We heard about uh, some of those medications that were used to fight uh, uh, other diseases. M- malaria, for instance, might be usable to fight this virus and so forth. Are are those research uh, 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 groups barking up the wrong tree, or is any research, good research, because it might find a cure or some help? Definitely the latter. You know, any research is good research. You know, there's, there's a, like, my background is in research, and, you know, I know that, you know, it's, it's always going to be trial and error. So if you can have multiple groups following up different leads, you're going to come to an answer much faster than if you had narrowed it down to one or two, one or two drugs. In the meantime, then, we heard from uh, Jen Rumbalski this morning, 16 cases in La Crosse County. Three have recovered, but there are a couple of uh, individuals that might be added to that list later today or at least very soon. So, uh, you know, if, if La Crosse County itself has not seen the gigantic, the tremendous jump in cases uh, in part, I hope, to the, the number of people who are following social isolation and, and so forth, the fact that the governor has asked everyone to shelter in place or shelter at home. And, uh, you know, from your perspective and your research, is that having an impact? Are we, are we actually helping to, uh, to keep COVID-19 from taking over in our part of Wisconsin? 
You know, I'm always cautious with those numbers because it's also based on testing. And we know that there's yeah. going to be we're, – we're not testing people who have a very mild illness, you know, and they, you know, and they could have it. And so when I see low numbers, I'm still very cautious. Um, it's, I'm going to more look at numbers over time. You know, are those numbers rising? Are they lowering? Are they staying the same? You know, I think it's wise to remain in social distancing for at least a month, knowing that, um, you know, people can ha- be infectious for, four, you know, or can, you know, might not have symptoms sure. until 14 days later. So we really want to try to over, you know, overreach. So that way we prevent it from spreading, as, you know, to, to people. So you're good with right the, the, okay, well, and that's, and that's fair. I, I would rather uh, err on the side of caution than, as some people have said, hey, come on, let's open this up and get back into business in case that starts things all over again. All right, one quickie. You're okay with the president's and the governor's social isolation until the end of April, at least. Yep, absolutely. And, you know, and this, again, comes down to, making sure that we've really, you know, without herd immunity, that we're still crowding out the virus where, you know, that way someone can get it and they can recover without infecting, you know, one person. Viruses need to jump, and if you prevent it from doing that, then you stop it in its tracks. Circle the wagons around those infected and uh, help those people recover, keep everybody else from becoming infected. And uh, are we good to go? Are we good? Are we better to go? Megan Meller, thank you very much for adding some calm, cool, and collected to this conversation. 